0: Back to Talking Talmud. I'm one of your hosts, herdana Osband, here with my friend Khabrutta and Gordon, our doc today, Masakabeta Dap Yot, page 18. Well, we told you yesterday after we read the Mishnah that today we're gonna dig into the Mishnah. And as you recall, the Mishnah really discussed, you know, sort of what um what need you know the issue about doing tvila or immersing kalim uh, on uh on Yom Tov. And so the Gemara starts off with the following question. So everybody agrees, both Beit Shama and Beit Hillel, that you cannot immerse a vessel on Shabbat. My time, I what's the reason? I'm a rabbi, rabbi says, because maybe you'll pick it up and you're going to end up carrying, you know, you're going to end up, you know, you'll pick it up in your hand, right? And you'll end up carrying it the four Amot in Rashida Rabbim, and you'll be over the issue of Hotza. Amr Abai, right? Uh, so then Abai answers back to Rabbah. Yesh lobor b'chatzero, my ekel But he says, let's say somebody has a pit of water, right, meaning it's basically a mikvah in his courtyard, right? So what could you say? Because in other words, his point is like, okay, you're not going to carry, right? You can just go to the mikvah where you could just use the mikveh in your courtyard for your kalim. So why would that be a problem on Shabbat? And I always love Abaye because he does this all throughout this page. He tries to come up with every possible case to disprove what's being thought of before. <laughs> so Rabbi answers back. Bor rabin. So Rabbi says that, that basically a Gezerah was made by the Chachamim, right? Even using a pit in your own courtyard, because maybe then you'll forget and you'll be like, oh, you can use all Mikvah's pits wherever. And you'll end up using one of the Rashut HaYakid. And we've seen this time and time again, sort of making a gazera about something because, yes, in one case it's okay, but it may make you forget that it's not okay in another case. And so I think what Rob is basically saying to Abayah is you're right. There really isn't a good reason why you can't do it in your backyard, but that's, you know, we're, we're, we made a gazera here. Now Abayah is going to challenge him again. HaTanach Shabbat, right? So he says, fine, that's fine on Shabbat, but he says, why can't you use, why can't you, you know, do tefillah of Calam on Yom Tov? Why is that a problem, right? Because you're allowed to, you know, because there's no prohibition about carrying. Gazu Yom Tov Atu So again, the answer is, is that they made, the Chacham made a decree, because if you were going to use it on on festival, maybe then you'll forget, and then you'll do it on Shabbat. Ubi Gazrinan. So it says, okay, is this really a case where we would make a decree? Bahat's not. Didn't we learn in the Mishnah? The Shavin at Evan Lataran Right? So it says Beit and Beit basically both agree that one can bring ritually Tahor water in contact with Tahor water in a stone vessel in order to purify water. So, in other words, you can purify water if you need to, but you can't immerse the impure water into. A ritually impure vessel in order to purify the vessel at the same time. So you can purify water, but you can't purify a clean. And if so, this is, you know, if we say that there was a decree, so there also should be a decree about doing this thing with bringing ritually impure water into contact with the ritually impure water, right? Because again, there's this, you know, we're worried that maybe you'll forget and you'll actually immerse the. Immerse the clay. So the idea here is, yeah, you're allowed to. Why should you be allowed to bring impure water with impure water? Maybe you'll end up and mistakenly you also, you know, uh, be, you know, you'll immerse the clay. And so the point is, they didn't make a were about that. Why are we making a gzair about our case? Viti sabra. So the Gemara rejects this, right? And basically says, you know, how can you understand this? You know, this question you're asking. The isle mayim yafim. If he has other good water to drink, right? Then why do I need to bring this, you know, Tame water into contact with Taha with water? So it must be a case where he doesn't have good drinking water, right? And when he doesn't have good drinking water, since he has no other water, he's really going to be careful with the water and make sure that it's not impure. So in other words, this case that the mission talks about is actually an exceptional case. Because the water, right, um, beca- became Tahor despite what he did. And so therefore, we're going to allow that the water can become Tahor. But the, that's why they didn't need to put any type of extra decree with this. Now, what continues from here is, you know, basically Abaye is going to continue to basically raise a bunch of different objections uh, to try to sort of tease out this whole idea of not being allowed to do this um, on, on Shabbat, and you know, they're basically, Rabba's going to come and sort of try to say like, no, this is why your case uh, this is why your case is not good. But it's interesting to see that sort of the Shabbos piece everybody sort of sees intuitively makes a lot of sense, but the Yom Tov's piece does not seem to make sense, and I think that's why it needs a lot of discussion around it. The discussion's very long, and obviously I can't read all of it on this small podcast, um, but but I think there's like something intuitively that doesn't make sense. And so that's what you see reflected with this very lengthy discussion on this path.
1: So I think I'm actually gonna pick up some of that discussion, um, uh, jumping a bit ahead. Uh, we have other suggestions, right, throughout different people suggesting why it is that there's a prohibition against dunking your Klee on the on yantif, right, to begin with. And I happen to find some of them to be very compelling right? Meaning compelling reasons why this would be prohibited. So I'm not going to read it all inside um, in the interest of time. Rav Bevi So Rav Bevy's position is as follows. The idea that people would have more time to do their, you know, whatever this houseware work might be, dunking their impure vessels on Yantif might bring people to delay Immersing their their impure kalim, so that they would not get them pure as soon as possible, because they could say no, no, I'll, I'll hold it off until we get to the to the day of the chag, and so you know, and the answer is like no, you can't delay. So therefore, they prohibited the dunking on the chag to make sure that. And I feel like it's such a his suggestion as to why is such a fine nod to human nature. I feel like indeed people would, of course, you know, delay till their day off or delay until there's a holiday because they'll take care of everything then. Right. Except for that. It's yuntif, So it's not really, and it's delaying, you know, purifying, um, Kalim. So that's, you know, it's not considered acceptable and therefore it was out, you know, not allowed. But Rava, as you said, Yodini, Rava has a different reason, right? He says that if you do it, he says, Easy to begin with, you can't dunk your vessels on Shabbos. Why? Because it's going to look like you're being metak in the vessel. It looks like you're going to be fixing the vessel, which would be a malacha on Shabbat, and that's not allowed, right? And so then if you can't do it on Shabbos, right, the implication is that you can't do it on Yentif, the idea is then what about the person, right? He says, there's this machlokit, can can the person dunk on, on Shabbat or not? And the concern seems to be, well, maybe he's looking like he's not dunking for Purification purposes, but maybe just because it's fun or he's going to cool off, right? And then that seems to be, you know, both frivolous and potentially a malacha issue on Shabbat. So, you know, on the one hand, that seems like a a reason to prohibit it. But then the Gemara says, well, you know, on the one hand, you're talking about um going to dunk, you know, for the fun of it or for the enjoyment of it. That makes sense if what you're doing is dunking in nice, good, clean water, right? But but plenty of times that people went to immerse, and this is a real bit of realia, right? Like, people go to immerse to purify, and it might be, you know, not such pleasant water. It could be murky. It could be, you know, the the mikvah water has to be, there's so many details of what requirements of what a mikvah must be in terms of where the water comes from and how much water it is, and so on, but it can be muddy. It could be murky. It can be, you know, there are discussions in the Gemara and Masachet Nidav women who would go dunk in the port right meaning in a in a place that was known to not be um a spa put it that way right so in that case then anybody you see who's dunking there you know what they're doing they're not dunking to refresh themselves and so the guy says well okay that might be fine you know that might be an acceptable rationale except for what what about people who would dunk themselves in you know in this stinky water when they're soaking flax, right? There there seems to be this back and forth here, a tug of war, so to speak of, you know, we can always come up with a situation, a case in which we would say, well, you could do that. You would do that. These would be the circumstances under which that kind of dunking, immersing, washing would be okay. And then the Gemara comes and argues against and says, no, but what do you mean? People would never do that. So here the Gemara is gonna raise another objection so it's one thing to say that people would go and immerse themselves to refresh themselves, and you don't want that to be a, a like a you know you don't want anybody to think that that's why they're dunking. That's only a concern in the in the in the summer. In the winter, right? In, in the rainy season, right? People are not going into the water to cool off. It's cold. So Rav Nachman Amar Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak. So he says, "Yeah, but sometimes people really would come. Yeah, you know, they would come filthy, and they would go wash themselves, and then you would see that they would be washing themselves in a in a way that might, in fact, look like they were washing themselves to be clean, as opposed to immersing themselves to be pure." Um. So this back and forth continues, right? And then the Gemara says, "Tainah Shabbat." The Gemara says, "Okay, fine. You want to say that you can't immerse on Shabbat." We'll accept that, but So this question I find to be fascinating, not only because we're just coming off of Yom Kippur a couple of days ago, but also because because one of the five inuyim of Yom Kippur, of course, is that you don't wash, and if you don't wash, but then you're not going to go immerse either, right? Meaning you don't co- completely submerge yourself in in water. So the the question here is, you know, what's the issue for the for Yom Kippur to say that? by definition, I suppose, and he would only be immersing to purify himself. So then perhaps that would be sufficient. And the answer is, no, it looks like he, you know, it looks like he's washing, so you can't do it. Right. This is part of the discussion here. So Rava says, you know, can you, um, can you not, pro, can you, let's see if I say this right shari that it would be permitted on Shabbat and prohibited on Yom Kippur. Is there anything that's prohibited, permitted on Shabbat that the same action is prohibited on Yom Kippur? And the answer is, So the answer is, well, no, no. Anything that is permitted on Shabbat by that definition is then going to be permitted on Yom Kippur. Now, obviously, we're not talking about the Inuyim. We're talking about anything that, you know, has an appearance of looking like Malacha, for example. Um, and then the Gemara gets very um, into a very, yordana uh, I'm surprised you didn't want to be the one to discuss this part. There's a whole discussion here of Hoil il doesn't rather accept the idea of since. Since we've seen this, this Gemara logic concept many times before, and I don't want to get stuck in it, although I do think the example here is just fascinating, right? In terms of, can you not sip um, vinegar through your teeth if it's causing pain, or will that alleviate the toothache? But the idea here is that when you have a case of hoil, meaning it's it's um it's a means of inference from one principle to another, and so this is you know this is still going on. It, the gemara continues to the end of the daf, really discussing all of these cases as to why it is that you're not going to be able to dunk your kalem you're not going to be able to dunk yourself, um, and then on tomorrow's daf. We're going to see most puzzling in the Mishnah, which was this groups, the business of groups. And the fact is tomorrow's daf on this same section is pretty short. So we will wrap it up there.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I think we'll sort of get to the conclusion of this topic um, tomorrow, but it's always interesting to see, you know, this is sort of a very fast paced masaka. There's a series of many Mishnayos and sort of, which Mishnayos they really get stuck on intricacies of Halacha, and this is one of those, you know. Whereas other ones, there's a little Agarita, might the discussion might be a little bit straightforward. But this issue of immersing, which again is a piece of, you know, how we celebrate or observe today, is totally not anything that we worry about. Is very complicated for the Gemara.
1: Yeah, and I I think that it's. I mean, look, we had all these details about Beit Shammai Beit Beit Shammai Beit all these dif- disputes. Here, that's where it begins, right? That was that's in the Mishnah. But the rationale behind it seems to be very, very important to understand how far this parameter goes. That you you can't dunk. What do you mean you can't dunk? Why can't you dunk? Um, I find it really interesting that there... That I don't think that anybody is countering with an idea that you could, Right? They're just trying to get to the answer as to why this is. We don't see this so often, I don't think.
0: Right. It's not saying that you can, but it's trying to really figure out, like, why is it that you can't? It's a totally different perspective. Well, that's our DAP discussion for the day. Rank us, review us on all major podcasts. Thank you to Rebani Michelle Farber for hosting us on the Hadron website. Let us know what you thought about this DAP on our Talking with Facebook page. And until tomorrow, go and learn.